My guess is that most of us have a pretty good wad of keys. I've seen some of you all, and I know that it's a pretty substantial lot of keys that you've got. What do you got all those keys for anyway? Well, of course, the reason why is because you have a lot of valuable things, right? A number of valuable things, and you want to protect those things. You want to secure them. You you are taking some forethought. Keys represent care, prevention, uh, planning. Uh, and so we lock up the things that are precious. We secure them so that nothing bad can happen. That's understandable, right? Today we want to discuss far more precious things. We want to discuss our souls. Uh, and certainly our souls need to be protected. Our souls need to be secured. Our emphasis this morning is especially going to be upon our young people and about securing the spiritual well-being of young people. A religious survey that I saw recently suggested that half of those between the age of 18 and 25 years old leave the church. And of course, that this is this is a, a, a survey sort of covering all bases. So understand the loose terminology, church. But between the, those between 18 and 25 years old, half of them leave that religious organization of which they've been affiliated with in their youth. That's pretty significant if you stop to think about that. But really, that's a terribly surprising number. Unfortunately, our own experience bears out that many who are in that particular age group have challenges that they don't meet well. Uh, things come along, and unfortunately, they fall away. This, this, of course, this age time, 18 to 25, is a time in life when it's necessary for a person's own personal faith to take over from what has probably sustained them right along being their parents' faith. For those who are brought up in their youth, uh, being taught and instructed in the ways of God, that's a good thing. And for those of us who had the great blessing of godly parents who taught us uh, what was right and what God would have us to do, we should be very thankful. And we're not diminishing that. That's a very important thing. But at a point in life, it's necessary for what was being sort of put upon us by the faith of our parents to be overtaken by our own personal faith and conviction to the Lord. And it's in that time frame, 18 to 25 years old or thereabout, when many fail in that, that's a real concern. It's not a new problem. It's not a new problem. In the text that Britt read for us earlier from Psalm that's the text we want to use for our lesson this morning. We realized that even back then, it was very uh, important for young people to have a right way of thinking. And it starts out, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Other versions say, how can a young man keep his way pure? Or how can a young person live a pure life? That was the question under consideration in these several verses. I think we'll be able some suggestions as to how that can be accomplished. We just sang a song a few, uh, just before the sermon, How Shall the Young Secure Their Heart, written by Watts a, a number of years ago. It has important thoughts, and many of them based upon the concepts here of Psalm 119, uh, verse 9. We'll talk about that. Hopefully we can say some things to encourage us all, but especially with emphasis on our young people and how you can live a life, can cleanse your way, how you can secure your heart, the most precious, uh, valuable thing that you possess. 
Thanks for being here this morning. We're very grateful for the presence of each and every one. Glad that you've come. Uh, we draw great encouragement from you. We hope that you know that and that you're... We're glad that you're here. Uh, we're especially grateful for our visitors. We appreciate you coming. We want you to come back whenever you can. And by all means, ask any questions that you have. We are questions. We'll be glad to study with you more. Uh, if you have any uh, question or concern or even disagreement with what you see or hear this morning, please say so. And we'll get our Bibles out and we'll, we'll make sure we've got a right Bible answer because we believe all the answers are there. Thanks for being here this morning. How shall the young secure their hearts? How can a young man cleanse his way? What are the suggestions? Well, first of all, it's scripture. If you're gonna, if you're gonna secure your heart, if you're gonna be right with God, if you're gonna live and do the things that heaven would have you to do, you gotta have a great working knowledge of the Word of God. In verse 9 here, I thought I had a pointer up here, but somebody's taking it, maybe here it is. In verse 9, we're emphasizing how shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to the So here in verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not... A lot of emphasis here on what is in the... You well know that Psalm longest chapter in the Bible. And it's interesting that in Psalm 1 or some contact to the idea of what God has taught in His Word. Someone has... Uh, maybe so, but the idea effectively is that in this longest chapter of the Bible, every emphasis is on the Word. And we certainly can't overemphasize the importance of the Word. When Jesus was our Bible class this morning, but when Jesus was tempted three times, what did he do three times? He made reference to the Word of God. Each time Satan tempted him, he answered with, it is written. I believe we've got to really draw a powerful conclusion from that. Here's Jesus. Use supernatural abilities to overcome sin, to resist sin. No, he, he resists sin with a heavy reliance on the Word of God. How's a young man going to secure his heart? How's a, a young person going to cleanse his way or live a pure life? Well, it's got to be based strongly upon the truths of God's Word. That being the case, we could talk to parents and say, Parents, teach your children. Teach them early. Give them a strong base of what is found in the Word of God. Uh, parents, this is an there's not a more important responsibility you have. When we think about feeding and clothing our children, in reading, writing, and arithmetic, and all, there's so many important duties that you have as parents, but there's not a more important duty than to teach them the Word of God. Certainly for those of us in the local church, for the elders, for the Bible class teachers, for all of us who are in a local congregation, we should make this an important emphasis, and, and I'm, I'm so thankful that we do here at college. In fact, just yesterday, men uh, were working very hard down in the basement of this building to try and make more and more improvement in our teaching program. I'll tell you something. That's important. That's important to the local church. The local church is just an adjunct in this matter. The local church is not going to load in. That's got to be upon the parents. Teach your children well. But then ultimately, finally, young people, you've got to take it to heart yourself. 
all the teachers, parents, and others will not if you do not take it to heart and make application. You have to devoted to study and know the Word of God because there's your strength to keep your life pure. That's how you secure your heart. I've asked you before, did you ever know a great Bible student who fell away from faithfully serving the Lord? i got to tell you, in, in my many years of recollection, really remember that. Now, there, there's always exceptions to every rule. But typically, almost always, as far as I can remember, uh, always in, in my experience, those who fell away over the years were not great Bible students. They weren't devoted to the Word. They didn't spend a lot of time reading and studying the Bible. And then they gradually got weaker and weaker and were gone. That's true. Older folks, that's true of young people too. Uh, if you if you find a young person who's really working hard to know what's in the Word of God, they're going to be faithful typically because it is just that important. And so we have got to emphasize Scripture. Uh, a young man going to cleanse his way, you got to you got to be involved. Others can help to be helping, but finally, it comes upon you, young people. Are you going to accept that? Are you going to understand the importance of? I would believe that another suggestion from this famous text is that a young person is going to secure his heart. Notice verse ten: With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me wander from thy command. It has to be a wholehearted thing. Uh, it, it never works and it cannot be sustained to go through the motions spiritually and religiously. If you're just, if you're just sort of doing it, you're just, you're, you're here but you're not really into it, you're going through motions but not, your heart's not really in it, that's not gonna work. Think about it, this generation, young people. Here's a, here's a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Now, they are boyfriend-girlfriend, right? But the, the boy's just, he's just really not into that. You know, that's his girlfriend. If someone asks him, he'll say, she's my girlfriend. But he's really just going through the motions, you know. Now, he takes her out on Friday night and they go, they go to have a nice I don't know, he's just not really, he's, he's not really convinced, he's not really sincere and all that. And How long does that last, you think? Well, it's probably not going to last very long at all. In fact, it's not going to last any time at all if the girl finds out that that's how he feels about it and he's just going through the motions, right? The girl's not looking for a boyfriend like that. She wants someone who sincerely cares and loves her, right? And so we could, we should not be surprised to, to understand that that's what God is looking for as well. We might as well be honest about this, uh, because if if we're not sincere, God knows our heart. First John three verse twenty: If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. God knows our heart, and if we're not really serving Him, He knows that. And this goes for us all, young and old alike. Remember the church in Ephesus in Revelation chapter two. Uh, in Revelation chapter 2, uh, the Lord commends some good things happening. 2 verse 3, Thou hast borne and had patience, and for my name's sake has labored and fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast 
love. Remember, therefore, from thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Ephesus was doing good things, but their heart wasn't in it, and they weren't really sincere. So if we're going to maintain a relationship with our whole heart has to be in Young people, if you realize that you're insincere in what you're doing, then you've got to change that. You've got to have a change of heart in that matter because just going through the motions won't get the job done. Another thing that we see, actually, of course, this is very closely related to the idea of sincerity, the idea of, of a total commitment. Now, I'll have to, I'll have to work at, at showing you how to see that. But all the judgments of thy mouth. So the wise man here says that he had declared, spoke, that he had told uh, about God to others. And I'm suggesting here that that argues for total commitment. You've got to be really committed about something before you will engage in telling others about it. It, it, Just that that's so... But ask you, what are the things that you typically talk about? What are the things that usually are in conversations you have with other people? What are the things that are important to you? Uh, for instance, uh, some of us are, are football fans and we follow the Vols. Uh, so we talk about that because that's something we're committed to. The fact that we're committed means that we talk about that. So talking about it shows our commitment level. Well, that's what, that's in this verse. He was really committed to the Lord, so much so that he was willing to talk about it to others. And that's the way we need to, to be. We, for total commitment here would be the word priorities. What are your priorities? Specifically, young people, what are your priorities? Priorities. Um, there's probably two ways uh, that we could answer. If someone said, "What are your priorities?" Answer just in word, and we all know what the right answer is supposed to be. Right? It says, "List your priorities." Oh, wait a minute. I, I know I'm supposed to say, "God is first. and so God is first. I mean, that's what Matthew six thirty three says, right? Seek. So I. The right answer is supposed to be God. So I will say God. So there's one way you question. What are your priorities? What are you really... But I tell you, a more telling way of... of times, as they say, actions speak louder than words. And by our actions, by our deeds, it's obvious not only to others, but also to God. Other people know what your priorities are. Other whether you're really committed or not. And if other people know, you can be certain God knows. What are your priorities? How committed are you? Young people, we're suggesting that if you're going to live a pure life, if you're going to secure your heart, you're going to have to be totally committed to the Lord. Here's a test. This is a good way, I think, to your level. How committed are you? Are you totally committed to the Lord? Is He truly your one priority. If if that's the case, then how how do you how do you 
relate to this test. What gives when you, te- when you are confronted with a conflict of priorities? In other words, God is a priority, but here's something else that I really like to do too. Uh, do a ball game or play in a ball game or a family gathering. Oh, but I mean, you this as long as you're armed. Other things that are all important to us, we all like to do that, right? Here's this family gathering, for instance. But it just so happens that this, and that's important. I want to tell you, family's important to me. Getting together with family's important to me. Here's this family gathering, but they're having it right at the same time of our regularly appointed church assembly. Oh, now I got two priorities, and they're conflicting with each other. They're in conflict. Which one is more important? right? The one that's important to me is the one that I discard. If in a conflict of priorities, 